Hey, motherfucking Rocky Tyree. What up, son? I ain't shit. How you doing? Working from home because of the Roni. Bruh, it's crazy out here. I just saw somebody who looked like they might have it. I walked over to a little cubicle and shit, and I was like, you should go home. (laughs) (laughs) Dead ass. I don't even I don't even want to do like a proper introduction to this episode just because of the fact like I feel like we're gonna be talking about some Roni. It's raining out here too. This is amazing because like it never rains in Phoenix. So for Phoenicians, this is the wildest 2020 ever. Like it's it's raining. It's been raining minus yesterday and half of the day before. It's been raining nonstop for like two weeks almost. Oh the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, the zombie apocalypse is next. Oh no! Yeah, it's I mean, coming. That sucks. Yeah, I have a guy who has a. <laughs> so my roommate throws knives for like he's trying to turn into a professional thing, but he he's like a knife thrower, and um, he I, we both kind of already planned out. I'm like, okay, dude, I got the taser, and you can like shoot motherfuckers from the second floor with your bow and arrow and your knives. And he goes, okay, That's we're in. <laughs> So we're already planning like our weird like Lord of the Flies, even though we're all adult, like all adults here. <laughs> oh my God. So since I mean, I'll be publishing this conversation. So uh, here I have with me is Rock Knowledge and Rocky Tyrade, both from the Phoenix, Arizona area, but we're all remote right now because of this damn quarantine. Roni. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> so who wants to go first? How are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm doing all right. I'm cool. Watching the world turn itself on its fucking head. Mainly America because we're fucking stupid and hubris is basically Yeah. It's it's wild. Yeah, pretty much. I mean I'm just yeah. sitting here watching the USA be the laughing stock of the of the world, so because we are the joke, which is of nothing new. World. Yeah, it's just nothing it just new. seems like it's just more and more evident now with every time that President Dickface speaks. He called it Kung Flu. Like, why don't you go? Uh, no longer. Can you say that? Can I say? I, you know, I'm not addressing anybody in particular, but why don't you go die? <laughs> <laughs> See how you preface that? So dead ass. Yeah, because they'll show up at your door now. Hey, they'll say that you, you know, you're a hotbed for COVID nineteen and fucking drag you off to Guantanamo Bay or some shit. Just stick them in Guam. Yeah. Why Guam though? I don't know. I just feel like Guam is like really like detached from here, so I just don't know why I said Guam. No, shout out to Guam. They probably have no nothing to do with any of this shit right now. They're like, yeah, you guys are pieces of shit. You should probably get off of our land. What you get? Yeah. PCP, that's what you had. Yeah, yeah, no, for for real. So um, for me in the Bay Area, we were officially on quarantine as of basically Thursday or Tuesday morning at midnight. Uh, we were given the order Monday in the afternoon. So we everybody here had about like six hours to figure out what they needed to do. Um, luckily enough, like, Things didn't feel too crazy, but I also didn't go out and go shopping and check out, like, any of the grocery stores and whatnot. So how has it been over in Arizona? Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a good answer. That's basically what it is. The only Jesus could replenish all the shit that was taken out of here in the past, like, three or four days. Yeah. Only Jesus can do that. Black, white, Asian. Yeah, it's end of, it, it, it's it's end of day status up here. Like I went to the grocery store Saturday night because I usually shop on in the evening time, and like my local grocery store was bare. So I went back that next morning at seven when they opened, and by the time I got there, I was able to get what I needed, but it was still bare because people are just hoarding, buying like everything they can see because. I guess everybody's afraid they're going to get trapped in their houses for like six months at a time or something. And it's a mess, man. Like it's just, it's, it's a shit show. Like every grocery store, Costco, like shit is just flying off the shelves because people are fear buying. It's just, it's fucking stupid. 
Yeah. And then with the fear buying, like it's trickling into other people who are being like reasonable and they're like, oh shit, we're yeah, exactly. We- we need shit too. And so we just, we look just as crazy where we're like walking up and down like the paper aisle or the cleaning aisle. And we're like, well, we need shit. Let's see what we can get. Oh, it's all fucking gone. What the fuck? Here's, you know, it, it's crazy because my personal experience, I, I think it should be, I want to talk about my personal experience about me going into a Walmart the, like a few days ago. And I feel other people can relate to this. Um, you know, so I was going to go buy some toiletries and things of that nature, and there was only a few to- things of toilet paper left. This is probably about yeah, about a week and a half ago, and uh, there was this young family that was there, and you know, this single mom with her kids, and you know, she was just taken aback, you know, after looking at the aisle and seeing how damn near bare bones it was, and there's only a few things of toilet paper left. I was like, you know, I came here to get multiple bags of toilet paper just in case but I can't just shit on this single mother and her kids when clearly they're in need. So I just took mine and kept it moving. Yeah, they'll probably replenish it. I went to that store at like three or four different times since then. And there, and it's been, it's worse. And, you know, it, it's one of those situations where, you know, you want to be, you want to embrace the communal spirit, but doing so can impact your own household. And a lot of people are faced with those difficult decisions, you know, and it's because of media fear triggering um, misinformation from the White House. And it it impacts things on a level that they can't really experience because it doesn't fall within their immediate circle of associates and family members. But we have people who live from, you know, check to check, deciding if they're going to buy fucking toilet paper and and, uh, food supplies and supplements in advance or you know risk running out it's crazy man it's it's insane what about you rock how's everything on your side so i know we live on in different <laughs> parts of the valley yeah man it's i mean pretty much what you're describing is pretty much what i've seen and what i've been just, just hearing about um you know just it's just i don't know it's, it's unfortunate man that there's people who are not being anywhere nearly remotely like thoughtful when it comes to you know other people like people like what you did for that family like people aren't doing that people are going to snatch what they can and keep it moving you know and worry about themselves but at the same time it's like there's a lot of people who are really really going to be affected by this like you know one the elderly um and i also think it's really dope that a lot of the stores out here are opening first thing in the morning and they're only allowing like the elderly and like senior citizens to shop because mm-hmm. they're like they're like the most at risk to catch this shit, you know. So at least it gives them an opportunity to get what they need, assuming of course the store has it, you know, and they can get in yeah. there and not have to wor- not have to worry about getting you know trampled over or someone like you know bum rushing to get this before they do. Um, it's just it, it just shows you a lot of it shows you a lot of of, of how people are, um, and it's it's kind of I mean actually it's not even kind of it's really disgusting to see you know, the way some of these people are handling everything and going yeah. about their business and like, it's reselling it's not, hand sanitizer products. And, oh man, I'm glad know. that dude, I'm, I'm glad that one dude got shut down by Amazon and then he got raided by what the feds came and took all his shit. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah. that too. I was like, you're seriously just hoarding all this shit for what? Trying oh. to make a buck. Yeah. Trying to make a and quick buck. Late capitalist of- society, late capitalism is, is, Late stage capitalism is dangerous, you know, and they say that they believe, so, you know, a lot of anarchists and uh, far left, like revolutionary types say that we should just dismantle this country and build it anew. But, you know, when it's being built by people who aspire to be like the ones who fuck them over, what, what results do you expect to achieve? Like, I don't know. I feel like we're in this interesting place in time in terms of our, in terms of American history. You know, the globe has experienced this, but this is really one of the first times where people can say that it's affected them on such a level. I think the only thing comparable to this was, you know, the crash in 1929 and the ensuing depression. But, yeah. you know, it's, I don't know, it's just, this is different. It's with first world problems where people lose their shit because Facebook is, um, you know, down for three or four hours or, you know, they can't pay their Netflix bill until their paycheck. You know, like, uh, imagine what it's like when people can't buy their supplements or, you know, yeah. uh, I remember, you know, people, people are going to be fighting at the pharmacist line. 
you know, it, I went to purchase some ammo yesterday just to read up. And the line was out the door, out of uh, multiple spots. It's crazy. Yeah, fear it's nuts, fear is really the disease. Fear is the disease that everyone is susceptible to. Absolutely. And I also, I mean, honestly, man, like certain media outlets are doing no favors to anybody by the way they're, by the, with the clickbait headlines, the way they report things, the way they say this, the way they say that, like they're not doing nothing to help, you know, calm people or assure people that, Hey, you know, yeah, this is bad, but this is going to pass. They're just, they're just adding to the fear. And now it's just, obviously you can see it's, I mean, everywhere you're, you're reading about just absolute fuck shit going on everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. Like I can even, even like, just from my experience, when I heard about the whole thing, like, you know, impacting my, luckily enough, I'm salary. So I'm kind of on the, I'm on the spectrum of people where it's like, I'll be okay, but I'm still fucking worried about everybody else. Um, so, but the thing is like, we were in all in a meeting and during that meeting, we were talking about, okay, so this coronavirus is real. We got to figure out what we got to do. Like all the schools have closed. There's people who work here who have kids. This is what we're going to do to accommodate those who work here who have kids and can't find childcare, blah, blah, blah. In the middle of that meeting is when we got the order saying shelter in place. And I saw it as a news headline. I didn't see it as a source from Santa Clara County Public Health Department yet. And so during this meeting, like no one saw it yet because I hate to say it, but I'm the most technologically savvy person in the whole like meeting that I was in. So I was like desperately trying to find like a correct source because I was frantically like freaking out that like I need to find like an actual source saying this before everybody freaks out. And then one person saw the headline and announced it throughout the whole meeting. And then that's when everybody started to like, they didn't freak out, but you can feel the energy change. Like there was a sense of like point, like there was no point to having this meeting <laughs> and everyone, you can see that every, in everybody's eyes, like, okay, how am I, how am I prioritizing myself over my company? But how do I need to still, still keep engaged with this meeting? Like it was a bunch of this and like, it was because I saw all of the news headlines come out first before actually seeing like a mandated order. And so because of such, like everybody else who was working there was like, oh my gosh, did you hear what it said on SF Chronicle? Oh my gosh, did you see what it said on like Mercury News? And I'm like, I don't care about that shit. I need to see like hard, hard evidence saying like this is true because everyone is freaking out about what the news is saying, but I actually need to see what the new, where the news is getting this. And so with that being said, because there's so many misconceptions about what's going, or not misconceptions, but like more so like there's a lot of like clickbaity things or um like heavy heavy art like heavy headlines to get you super engaged real quick to to feel like impending doom that everyone's paying attention to that and there's no filter for it like i think in some ways i'm hoping like after this event that there's a better there's a better way to um organize or not organize but kind of just like <sighs> reform how media releases their their um their articles but you know freedom of the press right so who knows what what they can do they're gonna do whatever they want to do yeah they're gonna push like, their agenda they're gonna push their agenda and keep it moving at that point because that's just i mean that's what they that's what they've always done but i mean in situations like this it's even yeah. more it's more and more apparent you know what they're doing yeah, like yeah. T TMZ can get away with it with Kobe Bryant's death, then like of course they're like other outlets are gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna make everything sound like super like crazy and like freak everybody out because this is what's happening now. Yeah, fuck oh, yeah, TMZ I mean, by the way. Yeah, fuck TMZ. I ain't gonna give them the energy. Um, <laughs> but you, you know, like we we spent so much time forgetting that that major media corporations are owned by these you know these hegemonies and you know the certain people who are in bed with one another in terms of you know, weaponizing media uh, for political reasons. I mean, shit, look at Fox News. And then, you know, some could say the same about on the other side of the fence with like your CNNs or your MSNBCs. There's, even if there's, you know, you could say that the more liberal side would be your MSNBCs or whatever, they still have a specific agenda, which does not serve to the benefit of us as citizens. So of course you're gonna see them taking these issues and, um, you know, 
making them appear to be more eminent than what they are or more dangerous than what they may actually be. Um, you know, but on the same side, on the other side of the, uh, the coin, you have an entire social media base, which allows people who, who are more or less just contrarians for the fuck of it to say that, no, this doesn't exist and all of that. So accountability, lack of accountability could, you know, the blame of that could be put on, you know, both media and on specific um, social media sites that allow these sort of conversations to take place, knowing damn well that they're not the truth and that they're misleading people in, you know, in times of disaster such as this. Yeah. So, you know, we can say, oh, you know, Trump, you know, you were saying that coronavirus is a scam and, you know, we can put him to, we can put him to bring him to task over that. But at the same time, what about these big ass Facebook groups who, and, and, you know, these Alex Jones websites that are saying that, you know, their toothpaste could cure the coronavirus and all that shit. I'm not dragging them out into the light as well. So, you know, I think it's, it's important for people to just find that healthy gray medium and just ride that. Yeah. It's, it, it's important to not really fall victim to both extremes. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's, it's uh, you know, it, it, we just have to learn to, to adapt. Like, I was just talking about this last night. We can't wish for things to be like how they were in February or January or what have you. We have to just take this as our new normalcy and then just go from there. This is all that matters. How yeah. it was before the shit is completely irrelevant right now. And I think with me, with help with dealing with anxiety, was facing it with that mindset that this is the new life. And if I want things to be better from here, this is where the foundation is. Yeah, we all gotta we all gotta adjust. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, this is very true. Um, how are you guys I mean, I don't mean to take like a left turn on something, uh lesson but how are you guys doing like what do you guys are doing to kind of keep yourselves like safe away from the public or to stay like sane like what are some things to kind of help with maybe like the anxiety around this uh, you want to you want to go first sure um yeah, man. i mean you know like i could be sitting here worried about work and stuff like that like music work and things of that nature but you know I'm, I'm adjust, that's adjusting, you know, like a lot of things are quickly becoming more digitally based and, you know, we're like the advent of like online shows and things of that nature. And that's cool. And I'll adjust with that. But, you know, from uh, me on a personal level, oh, it's just, it, it's an excuse to get caught up on some shows, to practice <laughs> my meditation, to, you know, um, work on my health plan and, you know, just try different exercises at home and, you know, this, this is a, it's a grounding period. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's the, this is the off season. This is the time for us to, to really recollect and catch our breath. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rock? Um, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's business as usual because it's not because of what's going on. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, I'm still, I'm lucky enough that I'm able to work, work remotely. And I am, and I work in a field where I have a lot of job security right now because of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I, I don't have to worry about where my paycheck's coming from. I'm a salaried employee, um, so I know every two weeks. I know what I'm getting every two weeks. Uh, honestly, man, like the only, the only thing that's really got me concerned, um, I worry just if, if shit really pops off. I worry about, you know, my nephew even though he's in great hands and he's well taken care of, you know, if something were to pop off, like I wouldn't be more concerned about him. Um, but I mean, as far as like, you know, being confined to the house and, or being a homebody, I mean, I've, I've been kind of a recluse for the past like couple of years because of some old, you know, some, you know, d- depression type shit. So like, this isn't that far from the norm for me to be home. Um, but I mean, at some point it's going to level off and it's going to pass and there that sense of normalcy whatever the new sense of normalcy is going to be it's going to set in and it'll be back to business as usual until you know the next thing comes along that's going to end the world and everybody's going to panic and fear again and hopefully they'll learn from this they'll learn from this experience yeah they'll learn how to handle things and 
Um, and also, like with what Rocky said, man, being able to catch up on some things. And um, I'm kind of bummed. I'm not bummed in a sense. I understand it. Like my gym closed, so I got to like do some shit at the crib instead of being able to go to the gym and you know work out. So that's kind of a that's kind of a letdown because that was kind of like where I would let off some steam just to you know go in there and bang it out for an hour and. You know, now I got to adjust and try to do things at the crib, which is fine. You know, I just hope that I hope that everybody that I care about, everybody that's near and dear to me and, you know, friends, family, everybody's good. And everybody walks out of this, you know, healthy, um, intact, you know, no, no losses. And, you know, we can get back to, to doing what we love to do, man. Like I feel like for people like Rocky and Random and, you know, people who rely on music and touring and doing shows and like i feel i feel for them man because that's a huge that's a huge thing to take away when you take away someone's livelihood and right. it's, it's, it's they, insane it's like insane. you can't do you can't do what you love like i think it's dope that they're looking to do like those online shows i know i saw um i guess erica badu is gonna do like a, a concert from home it's gonna be streamed online so that'll be fucking dope because erica um, and I think you're going to see a lot more artists and, and platforms set up to do that. So artists are able to do something, you know, and they can still engage with their fans, just not, you know, face to face. So, exactly. And another it's thing I would say, I'll say this much. If your favorite artist, group, anything, if they have merch for sale, if they have anything you can buy to support them, cop that shit. Like support them that way. You can't go to their shows to buy it. I'm, you know, buy their merch. Order it online. Like support, the culture's back.com. One more time with Yeah, exactly. You know, so so it, it what he did say was really for instance, you know, um we had a tour of the uh, assorted assorting wait, 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 what the hell is my assorted goods tour? I came up with the name, Jesus Christ. Um, on, the assorted goods tour was, um, you know, of course, pushed back indefinitely because of the events. Um, there, you know, there were return to Europe plans that we had in the, in the works. Some festivals I still don't really want to, you know, uh, bring to light just right now that were basically a signature away from being knocked out. Like, and it, it's crazy watching this slowly eat away at your career, but. You know, you have to you have to adjust and also take into consideration that there's people dying over this shit. Like, you know, I'm the complete antithesis of what what is it, the high school musical chick, Vanessa, whatever the fucking name oh, is. Oh, Vanessa Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, dumbass. Fuck her. Fuck, fuck her. Yo, hey man, seriously, it sucks I'm not able to do my music, but fuck my music when it comes to people um, you know, having to, to tell their uh, children that their mother or father or grandparents are sick and they're in the hospital and they're about to die and they can't go see them because they themselves have become infected. Like, there's some real human being, like, human experience shit going on right now. And that that is what also takes away some of that anxiety of me not being able to do music because, you know, uh, priorities, there's higher priorities right now. And I, I think we just need to come together collectively, mentally, and figure out a way to you know bend bend the curve like they were saying yeah, yeah be man. as smart as possible yeah i mean then one other we'll thing that I'm, one other thing that i'm kind of i'm kind of like worried and concerned about is i i only have one living grandparent as my nana and because of her health and her you know health issues she's in assisted living and she's not doing well right now and we can't go see her so i'm just hoping to god that like you know, nothing happens while we're quarantined because one, it's going to break my mom's heart if she can't say goodbye to her mom, you know, before she dies, mm -hmm. you know, so that's, that's like some real shit right there. Like people who have relatives who are in, you know, assisted living homes that can't go see them and can't be there to, you know, comfort them and just, you know, just be there because, you know, you want to spend that time because you don't know how much you're going to have left and, you know, knowing that we can't go visit her is kind of, it's, it's tough, man. Like it's, it's a tough, it's a tough pill to swallow. But again, I totally, I understand it. You know, I, I get it. Those, they are the most high risk and they can't just let people in there. But, you know, I'm just hoping and praying every day that, you know, things, you know, don't take a wild turn to the left. And then we're all kind of just like, damn, we didn't, 
get to you know pay our respects, say goodbye, you know, shit like that. Exactly. What the fuck is that, man? So you know, we're we're getting through it, you know, and and, and also again with priorities and people living in in worse experiences. Right now, we just have a state of emergency. I can still go to the store. I can still well, I can't go to the bar. I can stand in the middle of the street and scream at the fucking clouds for all I want. There's people like you know in California, you know, like what you're experiencing, who aren't necessarily able to have those similar uh, liberties right now. And you know, while we may end up in those in those same circumstances shortly, you know, uh, again, priorities and taking other people's experiences into consideration is still key. Yeah. So, hey, Veronica. Yeah. So with your with the situation you're currently dealing with in in, in Northern California, are you like? Are you able to like go out and if you have to go buy food, like, like what are you, what are you able to do? And what aren't you able to do? So right now I, just to be very clear with those who are listening, um, I am for Santa Clara County standards. We are allowed to go out for any essential errands. Nece- okay. Necessities. Yeah. Shit. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. I think I, I think I read online some shit like that. I was just curious. Yeah. So like I can still go to the grocery store. I can still go to the doctor. Um, I can still go see my dentist. Um, I can still drive around, um, but only drive around if I'm going to care for a family member, mm-hmm. um, for a family member, or if I'm tending for something for myself. Um, I can't just go out and like obviously go socialize in downtown San Jose and like what like, what other people used to do. Um, though. I know all of the schools are out. Um, my job is trying to categorize themselves, but within, within the order that we have, like we're a nonprofit, so we can still operate, but we can only operate if it's for essential purposes only. So for example, my nonprofit is trying to find a way to distribute classroom, classroom essentials to individual homes for students who are, who are not confined, but students who are quarantined at their houses. And so because that's an essential, that's potentially an essential function, um, we can go to work and prep for that, but we still have to practice social distancing, cap our capacity at work. Um, and then, you know, just making sure that everything's like sanitized and I'm only going to work for that and then come right home. Um, there's no way to prove what I can do if I'm driving around. So if a cop pulls me over and I'm doing something completely out of line, like I would just say like, Oh, I'm tending. I have to go to work because I work for a nonprofit, which is an essential service. Mm. That's the most I can do. Um, But so far from my understanding, cops are really out there to prevent anybody from speeding and also trying to like go to a bar. Gotcha. And there should be a fucking bar open in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Unless they do serve, serve food, so I, I get that. Whatever. Yeah, like the whole like I can see like an Irish pub going like, oh well, fuck, I can't, I can't provide Guinness, but I can provide takeout fries. <laughs> yeah. Yo, speaking of like an Irish pub, like I didn't even realize it until like almost midway through yesterday that it was actually St. Patrick's Day. Yo, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it was, it was not a topic of discussion at all anyway like it's a i mean usually saint patty's day is a shit show yeah like there was there was no there was no talk like and like i said i didn't even realize it until like um, halfway through the day yeah i'm like oh yeah it's saint patrick's day no one's gonna go outside and get shitty tonight because they can't (laughs) yeah everyone had a wholesome saint patty's day yeah first one in centuries yeah they had an adult they had an adult saint patrick's day is what they did yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 nuts, man. This is just Is anyone um, Irish here? Uh what? Is, I said is anyone Irish here? <laughs> <laughs> only when I'm drinking co- uh, only when I'm drinking <laughs> copious amounts of Jameson. Oh right. <laughs> only when you need to leave somewhere. <laughs> oh the, the, the Irish goodbye. I'm the, that that is my that, that is my signature move. Shit, I don't. I leave my goodbye as Batman. Like, oh, where's where's Tyree? Oh, See, shit. he was just here. He went to the bat. Went to the bathroom. Yep. <laughs> the bathroom in my house. See, Rocky gets it. Rocky gets it. I'm the same it's way. A, it's man. a rock hey. thing, man. I'm out. Yeah. I, lo- I, 
I love getting those. I'll, I'll give of, you Yo. your last minute daps, and you won't even realize it. You know, I'm just, yeah. you know like. <laughs> no. Hey, wait, why did he give me that? <laughs> I love getting those texts where they're like, "Yo, are you still here?" And I'm like, "Nah, dog. I've been gone for like an hour." <laughs> like, my social battery is like is terrible. Terrible. Yes. Same here. I think that so. gets worse. I don't know. How long has your social battery been? like kind of out of look because i feel like my social battery all my it, life it used to be so <laughs> so charged and like when i was like Said all my life all your life oh okay okay <laughs> that's great recently i've been like oh i can only spend time for about two hours and i'm done <laughs> yeah what is it kendrick like all my life i've had to flight <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, my social battery has been non-existent for the yeah. past for a while now. So, um, yeah, it's, that's funny. See, practice it all my life, but I get it. I kind of feel that way too. <laughs> I've always kind of had a low tolerance for people to begin with, so it's not that shocking. Yeah, it's just like it's just a lot. It's just a lot to take in, man. It's just way too much going on, and you know, I'm I'm used to just doing the solo thing, so I'm like, all right, this this is enough. I'm I'm going home. Yeah, <laughs> it's like f you guys. I'm going home. Yeah, it's not even like anything like you know. I'm tired of hanging out with these people. These people suck or anything like that. Like it's just, I'm <laughs> I'm done. I I can't take it. I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I hear that. So um, I'm gonna ask some individual questions. But Rock, what's the uh, status with uh, the podcast? Um. So currently. Well, like, I want to say, like, maybe two or three weeks prior to the Roni happening, um, we had a difference of opinions, I would say, regarding our previous home for recording, um, just based off of the way the owner of the studio tried to play us out. So, fuck him, by the way. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, so then at that point, we just kind of, we were going to take a a, a short hiatus, um, and then the Roni hit. And we were going to start possibly recording out of another studio, but with everything going on right now, um, we may try to like link up online and do, you know, try to get the guys together online to talk about some things. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, We haven't been able to fully finalize all that though. So I'm hoping we're not off the air for too too, too long, but I don't know, man, with everything going on, I think everybody's kind of everybody's kind of focusing their energies elsewhere. I mean, like, you know, Neo's got kids, Teek's yeah. got it with Teek's dealing with what he's dealing with G one doing the same thing. Um, but I mean, hopefully at some point we'll be back. I, I do need to update the Patreon page. With, I, I got some things I can post on Patreon, um, but we definitely need to get some sort of a, a, a main show. Cause it's been a few weeks, which is really weird. Cause you know, we were consistent every week and then to just flat out stop and then not, start recording again it's been it's been weird but i mean i I, I hopefully we'll get back sometime soon yeah yeah no i hear that yeah if you ever want to use like and this is me just saying not not just saying this but i'm just like throwing it out there if you want to use this you know just this chat as maybe like a patreon thing just let me know and i and i can send this out to you so that way you just have more content no doubt yeah yeah that actually might that actually might uh I might actually take you up on that. Actually, I think I am going to take you up on that. I might. I will. All right. All right. And then, yeah, that'll work. Rocky, uh, how's how's music and and like any shows and like what have you been like trying to do? Oh, everything's postponed. Like, <laughs> um, you know, fortunately, it doesn't stop the creative process. But in terms of like you know doing the shows and a lot of cancellations. Uh, you know, a lot of rescheduling, like the, like I was saying earlier, the Assorted Goods Tour with um, myself, Rand, Decca, DJ Marvel. Um, you know, that had to be pushed back to uh, tentatively, it seems like it's going to be August right now, because that's when our dear leader said that's, you know, we'll be able to expect things to return to normal. But, um, you know, like, it, it's still the, the prospects look good. A lot of good things on the horizon. There's still a lot of uh, good music that's being created and a lot of opportunities that are being taken and exploited. So, you know, just waiting it out and 
seeing how everything uh how everything evolves yeah yeah and then um is there any projects that you want to like shout out just for like anybody who's like listening that you want them to consider because i heard you trying to put in your plugs but there was a lot of crossover oh yeah 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 um so i mean you know um right now the most recent thing that i have is my project with dj green lantern called outbreak um you know it was something i re- released uh, around third quarter of last year and it's it's really it's it's been it's been great like like the results and the reactions have been all positive you know to work with a legend of that caliber and to be recognized amongst you know some of the legends that he has worked with just by uh, landing in that discography is something that's really beyond words in terms of like how it's surreal you know but um that's called outbreak it's on all of my all, every platform that has my music on there is some form of or iteration of that, um, you know. So you have your Tika Masalas, which is produced by him, and your uh, Rectifieds and your MC For Reals and your FCCs, which uh, deals with Trump and attempted impeachment processes and everything that led up to where we're at right now. And, um, you know, it's kind of weird watching that kind of become a reality. but. Yeah. Um, yeah, for those interested in that, you know, it's, um, the cultures back.com or you could do Rocky tirade.bandcamp.com, you know, Rocky tirade, R O Q Y T Y R A I D. Um, but yeah, it's things, there, there's some, some big changes along the way. And I, I feel that it was needed to happen later on down the road. And, uh, with, in, in light of these immediate circumstances, it's only right that we allow, uh, you know, society to rebalance itself before we get back to the art. It's life comes before art, and art imitates life. Feel me? Yeah, yeah. No, I feel. Yeah, like go get and yo, and go get that outbreak shit. That outbreak. Go get that shit fucking, fucking outbreak. No, that shit is fucking yeah. dope. That's Thank you. You know what? Joint. Yeah. That's yeah. You know what? God damn it! Uh, I don't even toot my own horn. Yeah, toot that I'm, shit. I'm gonna, do it. I'm gonna toot my own. Like, like, yo, this nigga <laughs> Green Lan- Lanterns work with. Your Royce the Five Nines and Get your Jay Z's and your Eminems and your Fifty nice. Cents and and your Nas's and you know what I'm saying like and, and your your boy Rocky Tyrade over Q Y T Y R A I D's is amongst that that conversation you know like he just did one with fucking Graf. Um, yeah, he did. That's I've been talking too. my shit. I've been t- that shit's dope. I've been talking my shit, and I feel that this really backs up the shit talking, man. You know, I'm I'm, I'm about elevating the bars and all that type of stuff and contributing back to something that inspired me, which is the art of lyricism, storytelling, and, you know, just, you know, street poetry. And it's an honor for that to be recognized by, by someone of that ilk. And uh, I really feel that y'all should check it out, bro, because I've been seeing a lot of these, the bests and all this type of shit. And uh, I feel that when, you know, you do the, the Pepsi challenge, the victor is your boy over here. So, Yes. Yes, everybody is listening. Please check that shit out. Playing with Jez has always been like my favorite, my favorite one on for that. Oh, thank you. Always, thank you. always. Since it was a single before it was in, even in that album, I was like, I love this song. I feel like the Michael Jackson meme. I love this song, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Yo, yeah. I wanted to create some good like workout music. You know, something that you could either. Work out to get a speeding ticket to, or like get in a drunk fight over, like you know. That's a yeah. wild list of things to do while listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's those. It's the one where like you're at, you're like playing a pickup game, and you feel like you're that nigga, and you go to do a layup, and you just like bust your whole shit because you know it's it's one of those. <laughs> just too much energy. Just too much energy. That's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and then Rock Knowledge, tell me, yeah. tell me uh, some things that you know. Obviously, like Map Mania is postponed, but you know, where can we find that content? Yeah, so you want to, you can find Map Mania podcast on all of your podcast streaming apps, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. You can also go to Patreon.com, search Map Mania podcast, do our favorite thing, which is of course paying that money. And when you pay that money every month, you get episodes, you get exclusive content. So uh, that was not an ad, but it was. So make sure to go to Patreon and uh, and, and pay that <laughs> and then pay that bread, and uh, we'll take care of yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, Rocky yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Rocky's been on there. We we have guests from time to time, illustrious guests that we choose. You know, we're very we're very selective on who gets to come up and hang out with us. But um, we've had Rocky up there. Obviously, you know, it was Rand's show, and Rand's kind of taken a a backseat due to his other obligations. But um, it's dope, man. Just just check it out if you're a fan of wrestling, hip hop, pop culture. It is definitely the place to be. Um, I definitely make it a point to try to always bring some hip hop shit to it because that is my first, that is my first love. And um, it always makes me realize how much I miss doing radio every time we do the podcast and we're talking about music. And I'm like, damn, I was on the air for 10 years. and All of a sudden that shit just went away. So, tell them about, yo, tell them about that because there's, you know, I've been, I was talking to other individuals about this the other day, like Phoenix, is a really like unsung part of West Coast like underground radio shows like yeah. and you are a part of that and I feel you should yeah. give them a rundown on just yeah. the history on that yeah. yeah so okay like so rhyme and reason um, is the offspring of a show called Friday Night Flavors um, that was on the airwaves you know back in the mid to late nineties um, into the two thousands. Um, and Friday Night Flavors, I mean, the original core members of that, of that group, I mean, those, those guys, DJs are, you know, like fashion, like bonds, like there's like all these dudes, uh, my man Chino, um, they're all off doing their own thing, you know, DJ and doing radio across the country. Um, but it all came from Friday Night Flavors. Um, my introduction to that was just being a part of a group called TSOI. And we had an album coming and we um, were given the opportunity to go up there and promote it. Um, I was friends at the time, not like I am now, like it's Matt's family at this point in my life. But at that time, you know, me and Matt had just kind of got to know each other through the cool. Um, but when it came time for the group to be up there, I was one of the few ones that was on the mic talking and come to find out later on, it was basically you know, they let me, Matt and them had me talking more because I was one of the few guys that knew how to like conduct himself. And that's not a knock on the rest of the guys. We were a bunch of wild 20 year olds, you know, doing what we were doing. Um, and then from there, an invitation was presented to me to come up every Friday night just to hang out and just vibe out with those guys. And I was, and I took advantage. I was there every week and they would let me get on the mic and talk. Even when I wasn't a part of the show officially, I was just a friend. And then slowly over time, like me and our relationship, me and Matt got real close. And when Matt left uh, power, he went to jams and was given a time slot. And that's what birthed Rhyme and Reason. Uh, the original Rhyme and Reason was myself, Matt Locks, uh, Mad Rich, Element, and Squeak Boogie. So we were at we were on the we were on jams for a while, and then Matt ended up going to the beat. So we were given a time slot at the beat, and we carried you know, rhyme and reason over to the beat. And that was our home up until, what, like two years ago when we celebrated our 10 year and then got the plug pulled like right after that. But I mean, um, yeah, you know, just knowing that rhyme and reason is, you know, a sibling or a child of flavors and knowing what flavors means because, you know, our show, we've always gotten love from like Sway, Tech, like just OGs and like, you know, in, in hip hop media, hip hop radio that have always shown us love and they, they appreciate what we're doing in Phoenix, you know, and we obviously like, we, we're doing what we're doing because they were able to do what they did so that opened up doors. Um, yeah. So it's all one big, you know, we're all one big family because hip hop, like radio and mix shows, like they're slowly becoming a thing of the past. There's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot. I mean, we, there's not a whole lot that still happens. Um, I wish that I wish I was on the air still. I mean, I know Matt wishes he was on the air still doing Rhyme and Reason. Um, that's not to say we will never come back. Um, but I mean, it's not something that it, it would have to be a really good situation and a perfect a perfect type situation um, to get all the pieces lined up. Because if if someone came to us today and we're like, "Yo, we'll give you two hours on this station." Um, I got a feeling we would definitely highly consider it, you know, because we all love we all love the culture, we love the music, we want to push good music forward, we want to be the alternative to the more poppy commercial shit. And I'm not saying none of that stuff's good, because some of it is good. Some of it's no, really some good. Some of it is good. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Know? But we want to, you know, we want to push those artists that 
are maybe don't get that spotlight, don't get that shine and, you know, expose more people to the culture that we're a part of and the culture that we love. And, um, you know, who knows, man, I'm hopefully one of these days we'll be back. If not, we have memories, we have stories to tell. Um, there's something me and Matt are kind of working on that we're going to try to get off the, off the ground here soon. Um, you know, tell some, tell some larger stories surrounding the state of Arizona and hip hop and um, just kind of, just kind of get back out there and, you know, start sharing, sharing some, some dope shit again. Cause I know we all miss it. Like, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of memories pop up on the socials and I, I just hear certain songs and I can remember like, yo, I remember being in the studio or the first time we played that and we were all wilding the fuck out. You know, and I'm hearing this song like 10 years later and I'm still wilding the fuck out because it's so dope. So, um, yeah, it's fun, man. And I, I, it's, it's something that I hope can come back, but, you know, time will tell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, one of my first um, times of like getting on the radio or whatever was actually through um, their platform. Um, in fact, the first like time I ever did like a radio drop was for rhyme and reason you know what i'm saying yeah. back in like oh nine and that yeah. was basically like uh the backbone of like my my growth as an artist on phoenix and beyond one, one second one second you good man oh the dead air i know right <laughs> <laughs> i was like when do i come in <laughs> i was thinking i was thinking the same thing um, you did it. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I had to. I did. It's just it's 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 habit. It's habit. It's habit. Whenever I hear dinner, I'm like, oh, gotta feel that space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the right idea, my dude. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dead air. My bad. Yo, I just <laughs> like, oh shit. You said no one way. second. <laughs> yeah, there's like no dead air. You know, ah shit. Anyways, like, um, I really love rhyme and reason and shit because they gave me a, a, a platform to really like grow and not just you know put my music out there but put it on a platform where people would be able to listen to it and um you know pick it apart and become fans and talk shit and, you know talk doing a lot of um show intros and talking to the city and going up and freestyling and you know causing controversy and shit on there like uh, rhyme and reason and Friday Night Flavors is like a really, really, really big, important, important part of Phoenix hip hop history. And like, just like Rock was saying, I don't talk enough shit about what I do. Like that dude right there has contributed a lot to music, even outside of like uh, TSOI and what have you. So I appreciate that, man. It's funny. I, I always think back. If you mentioned, I, I was thinking about um, the first time I actually met you in person. <laughs> so, because I remember there was a there was a website in Arizona. It was either AZ Beats or Six Hundred Two Streets. And Rocky tirade in true Rocky tirade fashion. There was some there was some ruckus and some and some out and some outrage regarding some shit that was being said. And I remember being in Tempe, Arizona, at the Loft, and Chino XL was in town. And I'm walking up to the door, and I recognize his face because I he had like an avatar or whatever. A picture was on on the website. <laughs> And I was like, yo, you know, they said, what's up? And I, I remember right, I don't think you were 21 at the time. because Yeah, was I was still on the show. Yeah. And you were like, yo, could you get me in? And I was like, uh, I don't think so. Because uh, Tempe was just not not with the shits. But um, that was like 2006, I want to say, when that happened. When I first, yeah, 2007, when I first I think. You. Or eight. Yeah, when, I, when yeah. I first met you. And then looking, you know, fast forward, man, it's like, you know, we got, we ended up getting better acquainted, and at this point, it's family. It's this family business at this point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's 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 always it's always good to it's always good to connect with y'all. It's always good to see y'all. Um, shit, man, I've I've been a fan, and you know, you you you've been a friend and family for a long time, man. So it's dope seeing what you're doing. Um, it's really dope. You know, just watching the moves you're making and the recognition that you're getting because it's well deserved. Um, your pen game is incredible, man. Like I've, you've always been a fucking 
bar machine is what I'm gonna call you right now. Is a bar machine. You got <laughs> bars galore, man. Like, yo, it, it used to it, it used to blow my mind during the uh, during the Writers Guild when I was a part of the when I was working with the Guild full time. We'd, we'd be over at Rand's apartment recording, and Penny's off in one corner writing. Rand's off in one corner writing. I'm on the chair writing. Dave's writing. And there were so many times where you would either be like sitting up in a chair or laying on the floor, eyes closed, not no pen and pad. And I could just see you like, you were like putting your verse together in your head. And then all of a sudden you'd hop up and go into the booth and you'd fucking kill the 16. And I'm like, this dude didn't write shit down. This is not fucking fair. It's a fucking cheat code. <laughs> Like, I got to write my shit down. Like, this dude is just fucking freestyling verses in his head and then just going in there like, bah, 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 just killing it. So, yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's dope, man. Like, you... Uh, Thank you so much, man. Yeah, the, well, I, I feel the same. I've heard a lot of, you know, guys who are kind of just more on the... They're not... Obviously, they're just more like the local artists around here. And I've heard them rap. And I'm not, I'm not like rap... Like, I'm not a rapper... But I can recognize, I can re- I can recognize finesse. And so when Rocky came out here to to San Jose, and he came out here with Ran, and I just heard him on the mic, I I my mouth was dropped. I was like, how does he make it sound so silky smooth? I don't get it. It just makes so much sense. There's no <laughs> nonsense. There's no mumbling. Like what the fuck? I, I was sitting here like this is the most finesse guy on the microphone right now in the nation. Like seriously. Oh, thank you. And that's how I felt. Seriously. Like, like I mean, this is how I felt with like anybody just incoming to California, doing their shows, and just seeing like I had like a whole marathon since I turned like 21 up until like literally like two years ago, where I would see a bunch of underground shows like i would see like you know doom tree and all these other guys that would come out here and I, then oh I man i love doom tree shout out to dessa god i want to marry dessa <laughs> <laughs> it's not about dessa right now <laughs> you said doom, you say doom tree i think dessa and i'm like we can make beautiful poetic babies no this is true no she's awesome but yeah just like hearing hearing you rocky on the mic i'm like damn really fuck dude like i just want you to never stop thank you thank you thank you thank you seriously yeah we all just showered him with appreciation this nah, is man that's, that's, that's cool man, man. That, that, you gotta that, give the flowers dope. man you need to give people their flowers while they're still here man that's that's one thing i i learned from listening to uh the joe button podcast man is giving people their flowers while they're still here to receive them yeah ah man I'm, I'm asking yo seriously and you know, Rock, I just celebrate you for like making people feel seen. Like, that's really important. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. no. Like, the whole thing where if you have your if you have your radio show and you're highlighting all of your like your your whole like local Arizona hip hop scene, that's that's small compared on a national scale. But mm-hmm. you're still finding people to highlight who you feel has met the bar, but hasn't had the opportunity to meet the bar in other places. So like yeah. this is still just important for the artists to feel recognized and finding like a venue or some type of outlook for those people to feel recognized. And so like that's still just as important. Like an artist can do whatever they want, like you know, just rap, 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 rap. But if no one recognizes what they can do, like then it starts to become like, okay, well, what else do I need to do? And then it's always good to have someone who has good ears to like really broadcast yeah. what this person's all about. Yeah, because yeah. people are going to, they're going to more, unless it's like a AAA artist, like a, a Kendrick or, you know, a J. Cole or like a fucking Tech 9 or something like that. Like people are more or less, you know, flash in the pan acts, you know, they get that love in the moment, but they're going to remember your sways and your fucking downtown Julie Browns and your, your goddamn uh, Theos from the 90s, you know? Like people, re- people remember that shit. People remember that. They don't remember like, Oh, whoopie whoop! Uh, artists from around the way—they they remember the person that they they listen to every week and shit like that. You know, like uh, like again, I I've, I've told probably told Matt like two or three times already. Like before I even met y'all, the first time I I heard of Matt was on on the radio. Like I remember listening yeah. to him announce when you know God rest his soul and when Dilla had passed. I was coming back from oh, I think man. what my first or second um you know. Re- recording session in, in Phoenix, you know, like I remember that night I was riding up to 51. Like you remember the people who were there with you in those moments. 
Damn, so, that's crazy. That's crazy. You mentioned that night because I'll never, I'll never forget that day. Um, that was back during the uh, the psychic era because we all had the AOL Instant Messenger, and I was at work, and Carly hit me and Matt hit me to tell me, and I was like floored. I couldn't. I, I had to like, I put my phone down. I had to like, I had to step back because I was like, it hurt, man. Because I was, I'm, a, I'm, I still am to this day. Um, I love Dilla, and yeah, when, when he passed, and then. I was lucky enough to be at Flavors that night because it was it was oddly enough it was a Friday night, um, yeah. and I was up there at Flavors that night, and that was the only time that we did. There was a Friday night Flavors show where the studio was silent. Like the only time that there was talking was when they were doing a talk break. When the talk break was over and the music came back on. It was silence. Like we all just kind of sat there and vibed and kind of like mourned and got to celebrate the life of an alien because Jay Diller was an absolute alien with his music shit. He was yeah. so far he was so far ahead of the curve. Um, if you're not familiar with Jay Diller, by the way, people who are listening, Google that man's discography. Google it. Google it. It's never pick, too late to start. Pick anything that's on there, and you will not be disappointed. Um, it's funny because like. We, there was that memory of Dilla, and then Dilla also saved the Friday Night Flavors seven-year anniversary show. Um, and I'll, I'll actually, I'll, I'll have to find the YouTube video because it's on YouTube. Um, so the seventh-year anniversary for Flavors, they invited, like, everybody from the local scene to come up and rap. Like, everybody from all camps, like, from all, all different types of hip-hop. They were all invited to come to the studio and rap. Um, midway through the show, um, somehow the the mixing room where Mad Rich was at, he had stepped out for a second and the doors at the studio had like magnetic locks and somehow the door locked. And this is, li this is while we're live on the air. And the song was playing, so we had enough time to pretty much get it moving. And then because of the studio being locked out and Mad Rich couldn't get back in there, we had to kind of scramble and I'll never forget it. Matt grabbed a CD. It was Jay Dilla's The Shining. And we played So Far, I think it was the So Far Gone or So Far, whatever one that is. And that saved that show. Because had, had that not happened, it would have been dead air. And in radio, That's crazy. dead air is bad. And yeah. that night, Jay Dilla like, saved the show. And to this day, Myself, Matlocks, none of us really know how they were able to break back into the studio. However that happened, we, we don't know. <laughs> but right as that song was ending, right as the song was ending, they were able to get back in the studio and get back into the live mix. So, yeah, Dilla saved us that night. And then, you know, <laughs> every day, man, I just, just turn it up, man, search Jay Dilla, support, support, support. If you, if you, wanna, if you wanna cop Jay Dilla shit, Make sure you buy it directly from the foundation. Don't buy bootleg dealer shit. Don't buy bootleg dealer shit, bro. So, yeah, fuck that. I, I, I just, speaking of like Jay Dilla stuff, like I, I know some friends who will still do like an annual like Jay Dilla party. Like that's how I know like the whole impact with him is. So even, yeah. even oh, those same friends, <laughs> if you ever hear of the leak from Las Vegas, they're the dudes. Yeah. Rosar Amani, uh, he's a he's a rapper guy from um from Sacramento, and he has a a jazz hip hop band uh, called The Lake. So it's L I Q U E, um, and that name is uh, derived from like a common melodical line in jazz music. Whenever jazz musicians often um, you know, were to improvise or solo. And so, but every year they do a Jay Dilla tribute concert. I love that, man. I love that. Man. Yeah, that's super dope. Yeah. Man, big shouts out to, uh, to Dilla, his brother John. Uh, was fortunate and, and fortunate enough to meet that good brother and spend some time with him. Um, shout out to my brother Dave, New York. Oh, my. That was next, man. Big <laughs> shouts out and RIP forever to the big homie, man, Dave, New York, who is, God, I miss Dave, man. I miss. Yeah. I, I miss Dave's witty, witty comments on Facebook. I miss those random texts. Like, cause I get like, I, those Facebook memories really like make you like, 
really make you miss people sometimes. You'll see threads you, you forgot about. And then I'll see like a, a, a little comment from Dave where he was just talking slick. And I'm like, fuck, I, yeah. would kill, I would kill like for one more time just to be able to like have that man like crack a joke on me or just even hear his voice on the phone, man. Like just, yeah. just check in, just check in, see how things are going. Cause that's the type it's of- all good, brother. Yeah, all that's good. Yeah, man. <laughs> man. Big R.I.P. to the big homie, Dave New York, man. Yeah. yeah I mean, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of history been, you know, privileged to be around and, and fortunate yeah. enough to, to become personally attached to genuinely. Yes. You know, and it's, it's, it means a lot because, you know, there's a lot of people who come up on some fake and fraudulent nonsense and, you know, try to ingratiate themselves into circles. Um, um, but like to to find common ground and friendship in a lot of these individuals, especially uh, the brother Dave, like it's some life changing shit. You know, you brought a lot of positivity and you know just looking at things from different perspectives, and you know it's that's that's a good dude right there, like for real. Yeah, you know, they don't, absolutely. absolutely. Not too much of that cloth around. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, no. Yeah. That, yeah. That cloth is definitely. It's definitely not. It's not everywhere. It's a very select few people that are built from that cloth. Yeah, no, this is this is definitely like an area where you should cherish cherish and um and always have that group, you know, close to your heart, right? So I, I feel the same with a lot of people that I went to went to college with through music where like the music really drove us to stay sane and keep us as human as possible. Still and, does. Yeah, and same thing like with now, like I I know I don't, you guys don't really see me talk about them them much, but I have my 7th Street Big Band, which is led by my, a good friend of mine, but we all went to school together. We all grew up together. Like, it feels like we all grew up together and it's like the most important thing to us. And so, um, but all that also contributes to the culture in like the downtown San Jose, like music, like instrumental music scene, because that's a little bit more prominent than it is with hip hop. So, but you know, let's, um, we actually got kind of come to a close uh, with our conversation, fellas. Um, but is there anything else we should, you know, admit? <laughs> Not admit, but like just say on the on this episode at all. Um, I just want to say to everybody listening, just just be, be smart, be safe, um, take care of those around you. Uh, take care of those who can't help themselves if you're able to, um, and just 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 hunker down, man. Like this is gonna pass. All this shit going on is gonna pass, um, and just 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 value the time you have with the people you care about the most because you know life comes at you real fast sometimes, and you know sad to say it can all be over in the blink of an eye, and you may not get that chance to to give that person their flowers while they're still here, et cetera. So. You know, just, 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 just be sane, take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones, and just be a good person. Don't be a piece of shit. Don't be a dickhead. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just be a good person, man. It's, it's, that's, that's what it really boils down to at this point. Just be a good person. What about you, Rocky? Oh, is he there? <laughs> dude, he was oh. muted. What happened, dude? Oh, my bad. I don't know how I did that. Um, no, I mean, you know, so it's the same, same sort of thing, you know, just valuing your time. Right, right now is the time to, there's a lot of time, stationary time, a lot of time to be cerebral. They say social distancing, but that, that doesn't apply to keeping in contact with friends and family and loved ones and reaching out to the world and taking a little bit of that energy and applying it to your life and, you know, just still being tapped in. You know, so even though we're grounded, so so to speak, doesn't mean that we're completely shut down. And, you know, time, time to find your, revintage some of your favorite memories and movies and music, you know, and maybe pick up the, the phone and call that family member that you've been telling yourself you're going to hit up for the past, like, you know, two or three months, but never find the time to, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's, it's time real. to take, take it down to the human element. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's right there. What he just said is everything. That's 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 it right there for real. Yeah, no, we're uh, definitely do all those things. It's to it's the best to keep your sanity and help ensure the san- insa- not insanity but sanity of others. Well, 
thanks, fellas, for joining me today. I know, again, oh, Mark Allen, thank you for joining me last minute. <laughs> yeah, hey, hold on one second. I, I just thought about something. Yeah. Am I, am I on this podcast again before Neo X is on for the first time? Yes, he... Oh, <laughs> hey. Oh, I'm going to bust his balls when I get off this phone. Yeah, he's just been like, I've sent him so many invites to just pick a damn date. And then I sent him the Calendly thinking like, okay, maybe he doesn't know what's up. And he goes, oh, I use Calendly at work. I'm like, okay, so what the, what's the problem? Yep, yeah, he's going to get an earful as soon as I get off this call and be like, yo, by the way, I was just on Veronica's podcast for the second time, sir. Again, yeah, I'm about to hit up Teak and be like, hey, man, how are you doing? Tell me what's yeah, up. You- and then sure. he's going to be like, oh, so fuck Neo X, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I think, I think this is now the running joke. I, just, I think he just doesn't want to be on. That's okay. <laughs> Even That's Mega Ran was on my podcast before him. Well, I mean, I didn't really know him before, like, Rand, But, like, it was straight up like, hey, Rand, do you want an interview? And he's like, sure. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> in lighter note, yeah, thanks guys again for joining me. Uh, again, we have Rock Knowledge and Rocky Tirade from the Phoenix, Arizona area. Again, this is Don't Cast and Drive, your host, V. If you guys have any questions, comments, or are interested in doing an interview, please email me at don'tcastanddrive at gmail.com. Otherwise, stay healthy, stay hydrated, and take care of yourselves. See you. Have a good week. You too. Tirade, peace.